eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the offseason, the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step, step. You know, the draft season with the Giants sitting at 25. You know, I want to kind of go in depth on some of the wide receivers with you in a second, but the Giants also still have a gaping hole at center. They better hope that Evan Neal last year, second of two first rounders, is the the right guy at right tackle as well. Uh, what do you think, you know, or where should the Giants, I think bet, the better point is, value need versus best player available when it comes to pick 25 here, knowing how much they need to still build around Daniel Jones here? Yeah, I think the NFL is so fluid from season to season that you, you, you got to try to get the best available talent, right? Talent right. wins out in the national football that you start reaching for needs. I think that's where you get yourself burnt, especially in the first round. Right. I think with the cornerback position, right? The cornerback is very healthy, very wealthy. There's depth for day, for days, but right. these guys are going to come off the board fast, furious. Like if, if, if you're hanging out, waiting on day two, thinking you're going to get one of these top-tier cornerbacks, it's not happening. And to me, the Giants do have a need in the secondary. I think they could solidify themselves at cornerback in round one. I wouldn't – you know, I saw Jackson Smith and Jigba as a guy. They're hot to trot on. I wouldn't be opposed to that just because I think he is the number one playmaker in this NFL draft. Now, at 25, will he be around? Probably not. Right. Zay Flowers is a guy – that they that that the Giants have at least inquired about. I'm not as high. You know, I look at the wide receiver position. I want an outside guy. I want a guy who can play the boundary. Yeah. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba can do that. Jordan Addison, more of a gadget guy. Zay Flowers, more of a slot guy. Jalen Hyatt, more of a one-trick pony, and it's a very good trick, which is speed. Right. right? Yeah. That would be yeah. Uh, you know? So Rick, I'm glad you mentioned Jalen Hyatt. So the thing I look at with these wide receivers, and you nailed it, right? 
the Giants free agency also has told us. Last year, they spent a second-round pick on Wandell Robinson, which felt like a little bit of a surprise there, right? I mean, they could have gotten Watson in that spot. Um, obviously, you, know, you talk about Sky Moore was another guy that was hot at that time available. And the Giants go Wandell Robinson, uh, an injury-plagued first year, but he's a short, gadget-type slot receiver. Now, they can't be expecting, if they are, they're fools. They can't be expecting anything out of Sterling Shepard on the veterans minimum coming back. He's you know basically a glorified cheerleader for them at this point. They do sign Paris Campbell, who could play inside and outside, but again, another short guy. This is a team with basically outside of the speed of Slayton, which drops a ton of balls, or you know Isaiah Hodgins' route running, don't have that outside threat. When you look at this draft class, you mentioned Hyatt with the speed. That's the guy I look at at 25 if he's there as you know that kind of selection that could help the Giants. These other guys, and obviously Jackson Smith and Jigba is a little different, but he probably won't be there. You know, Giants a little bit in danger here of falling in love with a wide receiver, another one of these short wide receivers and going too much of that mold. And maybe as a result, wide receiver won't be their first round selection just because of those type of wide receivers being what is available. Yeah, I you know, I want to impact guy. I want a guy that's going to play right away. And outside of Jackson Smith and Jigba, I don't know of all, you know, again, Zay Flowers, he's an impact guy, but he's a situational guy. Right. Jalen Hyatt, is he really ready to start? I don't think so. And so to me, that's that's the issue here. Like in, in round one, you want an immediate impact guy. I think you can get a plug and play cornerback. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Can get a plug and play starting offensive line. Do you really want to draft a wide receiver who might play 15 to 25 snaps? That's not and- really a good investment on a first round pick. And, and, and it's really not a luxurious draft for the wide receiver position. And I feel like, you know, a lot of Giants fans do think the tight end position is kind of solidified with Darren Waller. I'm probably in the minority where I feel like, you know, the red flag signal is there. You're there. Yeah. The the red flag's there. The the Raiders gave up on him for like almost nothing. I, I'm a little bit leery there. I like Bellinger maybe as a two or three, but Man, the tight end playmakers, like you added Darnell Washington with Waller. Yeah, I mean. That's more alluring to me than adding Jalen Hyatt. Which which is why, Rick, I want to get into the corners in just a second, which is why I think it will be corner when you think about where they're drafting and the way that the draft probably will fall. And I wonder when you bring up Waller, okay, and the way that the Waller, uh, not really a restructure, but the way his contract has worked and he's redone, reworked some of his deal, the way they just signed an injury plague Paris Campbell, though he was healthy last year. Sterling Shepard, as I mentioned, back on one year. Wandell, who knows, coming off the ACL. It feels like the Giants are not committed too much long-term to the playmakers and basically will have room to maneuver should they be in the draft spot next year where a bigger wide receiver could become available. And I wonder if they've built up, and they just signed Jamison Crowder too, I wonder if they've built up this wide receiver room to say, you know what? We're going to get a bunch of guys. We hope four or five are healthy. We're going to be a little deeper than we were last year, even if it's not sexier than we were last year. If Waller's healthy, that provides us the big playmaker. But let's not reach for a wide receiver that doesn't fit what we're looking for. Instead, focus where this team, again, 
has a million other needs. You mentioned the offensive line, but cornerback is a huge one. Rick, this could be the last year for a Dory Jackson on their contract. I don't know how you felt looking at the draft last year on Cordell Flott, a guy they spent the third round pick on, but when he played late in the year, he needs to bulk up because he can't play in run protection at all, but he was decent in coverage. But this is a team clearly with a glaring need for another starting caliber cornerback. And I think that, you know, every mock draft I read at 25, and you now have alluded to this in a couple different answers, cornerback might be the perfect marriage for the Giants back in that back half of the first round. Yeah, and remember, Sean, they might be getting the fourth or fifth corner off of the board, but this is a guy, whether it's Emmanuel Forbes, who kind of has that skinny, wiry frame, but plays excellent man coverage in that Wink Martindale scheme, he would be very good pick. You know, Now, where, where did he go to college? That was not a guy I had done my research on. Yeah, so he was, uh, what, Mississippi State. Mississippi State's corner, okay. Yeah, Forbes, and he came in six foot, but only 166 pounds. Right. Another light guy, like flawed is light. That's what we're worried about. Yeah. So, but, you know, after you get past like Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, we know they're going to be off the board. Right. Right. So after that, it's that second tier, right? Like Cam Smith from South Carolina has size, length, a little bit light, but he can play inside, outside, played some special teams. Uh, Kaylee Ringo is a guy from Georgia who I think is also in that category. Played a lot of big games, too. A lot of big games, big-time pedigree. Deontay Banks from Maryland. I mean, this guy has come on like gangbusters. And really, both of the Maryland corners, like Banks at 25. And then remember, day three, the Giants have seven picks. Like Ja'Korian Bennett out of Maryland, opposite of Deontay Banks is a guy that is just as fast, maybe not as good in coverage, but you talk about a guy, if you don't get a corner on day one, Deontay Banks would be a great target. And he came on, he played lockdown corner, he tested through the roof. Like that would be a great day one target, but Jacorian Bennett, maybe a day three target. And day two, like at 57 or 89, I think they're looking at O-line, but if they bypass corner, why not look at Clark Phillips from Utah? This guy had a bunch of pick six interceptions, I think six for his career. Um, Garrett Williams from Syracuse is another guy I like. He had a torn ACL. He was talked about as a first round pick at five foot 11, 192 pounds. He could play a slot role for the Giants. So um, those are some guys, you know, that the Giants could be targeting. The, the cornerback, is so deep, but if you want a top tier guy, I, I, I do think round one is where you got to get him. Okay, picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, Deontay Banks has been a guy, you know, tied to the Giants a bunch, you know, for obvious reason, right? Need and the area in which he'd be selected by, uh, you know, any one of these draft nicks that you would follow. And, And on that, Rick, would you say 
that cornerback is the position where you think the most first rounders will be selected of any position. You probably figure four quarterbacks off the board. We mentioned a bunch of those wide receivers, but you know, you've rattled off at least five corners there that could all go in round one. This does feel like a cornerback heavy draft. And I have to wonder if maybe that makes, I, I guess, you know, the Giants sit back and go, do we sit at 25? Do they dare trade up a couple spots if they see the corners flying? I wonder if they really are in love with a corner, if that changes the way they approach at 25 to move up, if that many are going to go in round one. You know, I don't know if they have the ammunition or the want to to move up to get a top-tier corner, right? Right. Because we're not talking about elite. Like, Sauce Gardner was an elite kind of corner. Uh, These corners are pretty good. I just don't know if the Giants want to give up that draft equity because I feel like you can, in the first round at 25, still get a pretty good corner. To your point, yeah, I think five, at least five, maybe six corners, at least four, maybe five quarterbacks. If you throw Hendon Hooker into the equation, could be That's five. And offensive tackles is a tricky one because I, they always get pushed up the board. Oh, yeah. You might not see one in the top 10. You might see five come off the board between 10 and 20. Right. That's how Alex Leatherwood goes as high as he did to the the Raiders that year. There's no doubt about it. Now, interior offensive line, if we could transition there, as it stands right now, Rick, the Giants really do not have a starting center on their roster. They had two centers last year. Obviously, John Feliciano was here for a year. He leaves. He heads out west. And Nick Gates, who was their center for a couple of years before having that gruesome leg injury, came back last year. Many could argue he could have won comeback player of the year. Played some guard, a little bit of center. He goes and plays for the Commanders now. The Giants invested a third-round pick in Josh Azudu, a guard out of North Carolina last year who had some, you know, growing pains, but played well and and showed growth before he got shut down. Essentially, he probably is slotted in to slide at left guard. They have Mark Lewinsky as a free. He's not that great. Obviously from a year ago from the Colts, he's going to probably play right, right guard, but that, you know, starts to question the interior of that offensive line. They have Ben Bredis in there as well, who had a pretty good year. Maybe he takes some snaps at center, but the bottom line is this, they don't have an obvious starting center on the roster. So when we talk about need versus best player available, I'm just curious on the interior offensive lineman, I'm not sure that you could take a center like a John Michael Schmitz uh, there. That seems to be one of the top centers in the draft at 25. That could be a trade back or, you know, are the giants already showing their hand that that is likely their round two day two selection there at center. Where do you look at, you know, the interior offensive line and the giants needs here, Rick? Well, I think they have the potential to upgrade all three of the interior positions there, you know, and I know some of these guys, Lewinsky has played adequate, but I think not flashy at all. Right. Yeah, right. There's room for improvement for sure. So, like, I've seen the Giants get center mocked to them in the first round. I get it. Like, Joe Tipman out of Wisconsin got a stout anchor, great athleticism, technically sound, all deserving of going around one. I like John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota. I'm a big believer in that wrestling, grappling background. I mean, this guy's all state. Uh, Reminds me of Linderbaum a year ago, like that. Oh, man. He is great with the hand placement. And again, I'm just another technician, right? So like both of those guys make sense, but I think like the center position, there's some value here. Interior offensive linemen, there's some value here. And like Steve Avila, TCU, he's got great upper body strength. His lower body needs to catch up with him, but he could start. I prefer him at guard. He has some experience at center. 
but that position flexibility might be appealing. Luke Whipler from Ohio State is a guy I think the Giants have met with or interviewed with here leading up to the draft. He's got some position versatility. But my favorite guy at center, <laughs> my favorite guy, he might go on day three, John Gaines out of UCLA. Okay. And, you know, I work with the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. We have Hall of Fame offensive line coaches like Jackie Slater, Anthony Munoz, uh, guys like this. And they're telling me this John Gaines is so smart. He's so flexible. He's so versatile. He started at tackle. He started at guard. But he came to the NFL PA Bowl and played a magnificent center. And he actually got called up to the East-West Shrine Bowl because he was so impressive throughout the week. This is a plug-and-play guy. He's going to outperform countless other centers that go ahead of him. And I was going to say plug-and-play, and you think he could be like a round three type guy. He might go on day three, Sean. I mean, he's so far under the radar, and his teammate, too, he's got a I, I believe Creed Humphrey, by the way, that when he got drafted, he might have been a day three guy, and he was plug and play and has been awesome since coming into the league, too. So that just goes to show you, too, don't you know, freak out. The Giants could get any number. You know, that does happen in the draft. You are allowed oh, to yeah. find starters on day three, Rick. Oh, definitely, without a doubt. And, and just sticking to the interior, because I do think at, like, 57 or 89, like, Cody Mock from North Dakota State at 57 makes a lot of sense. And I know he played tackle at North Dakota State. I think he'd be a great guard at the next level. Same thing with Tyler Steen from Alabama. Like, he's got position versatility. Giants clearly don't need a tackle right now, we think. But, you know what? A swing tack, you know, the versatility matters. It definitely matters. And and Dable likes a a lot of guys who play a lot of positions. And and I'll throw – one or two more out there, and, and I saw I saw our good friend Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl mm-hmm. highlight Joey Fisher out of Shepard, and I'm happy about that because the where story, the heck is Shepard, Rick? Where the heck is Shepard? It's, it's right down there, nestled between West Virginia, Virginia, Virginia Tech, right in that. Was he the only student there? I well, <laughs> never you know, heard of anybody it, calling Shepard. Believe it or not, you know they had this quarterback by the name of Tyson Badgett who got invited to the Senior Bowl. And, and he almost transferred to West Virginia, but he stayed at Shepard. He, he rewrote the record book, D3 standout. So all the scouts were flocking to Shepard. And they were saying, yo, who's this blindside left tackle that's, that's protecting him? And so he came out to Pasadena, played so well, the scouts urged us to push him up to the Senior Bowl, and we did. Now, here's a guy who gets it. Like, Sean, he could have left and went straight to Mobile. Like, hey, right. my, job, my job here is done, right? He said, no, you know what, Rick, I'm going to stay for the game. I'm going to play. And then I'm going to go handle my business at the Senior Bowl. Now, that's great. He, he breaks his hand in the game, Sean. Oh, <laughs> second I know play, the story. Second play of the game, he breaks his hand. Oh, And he goes down to Mobile. He still did some practice and stuff. But, man, this kid is so tough. And you love it. Like D3, he was IHOP all week long, serving up pancakes to the Power Five, Alabama, LSU. They were on their back like turtles looking up at the sky after dealing with Joey Fisher out of Shepard. 
it is interesting. Right. They would have to kick to the inside because willingly, you know, Evan Neal has to work at a right tackle. If he doesn't, the Giants could be in serious trouble there. So, Rick, when, when it comes to that, and we talked about the Daniel Jones investment here for a second, you just ripped off a ton of help on the interior offensive line. We talked about maybe some of the limitations the Giants might find at wide receiver. Um, I think you and I both sit right now currently in lockstep at a 25. It feels like corner is probably the best play if the draft board falls the way it probably should. But when we talk about day two and hitting on starters in day two, do you think it is more imperative for the Giants to fix that interior offensive line or get him another playmaker at the wide receiver position? What is best for Daniel Jones? Maybe, you know, we could probably say in the long term it's the offensive line, but the immediacy of the team continuing to be a contender next year, uh, which is more important to this team? Well, I think, first of all, you got to let the board fall to you. But to your point, I think first and foremost, you need to keep Daniel Jones upright. You need to give him an extra half a second to get rid of the ball because if you can do that, I don't care who you have catching the ball. He's going to be able to see the field better. He's going to be better at decision-making. And you've seen guys like Isaiah Hodgins. I mean, this guy was an undrafted free agent, second team. He comes over to the Giants. He's doing great, right? Right. I mean, we yeah. can great route out runner, all. right? Right. Right. There's some band aids here, like the Paris Campbell is a band aid, but he can blow the top off of the defense. You need more guys like that. Jamison Crowder, like what a savvy veteran pickup. He's gonna go about his business, catch forty balls, right. make a bunch of first downs, move and upgrade game. over Richie James for sure. Yeah. Right. And so, but what what the Giants showed you is that the scheme and the system can work. It doesn't matter necessarily who those targets are. Now, would a bona fide playmaker make a big difference? Absolutely, but otherwise- You can't force it if it's not there, right. Yeah, right. You want to see who falls to you, but like Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma and Parker Washington from Penn State, like a lot of people talk about Zay Flowers from Boston College. Like, I'm not sure Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma- isn't that much of a significant significant drop-off. Right. A lot of people like Josh Downs out of North Carolina. I'm not as a big of a fan. Slot guy, small guy, the frame. Like, there's right. too many of those guys already on the Giants roster. And we've seen wide receivers, by the way, rounds two and three, turn out to be total stud wide receivers in the NFL on many of these teams in recent years. So it doesn't necessarily have to be top of the board first round if the Giants need to figure out the interior of the offensive line and cornerback as well. 